Okay, so today, I guess my most interesting thing was in econ, I basically got called a witch for like the third time again. Okay, we're going to play the theme song. We're going to play the theme song. <laughs> theme song? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for therapy with Ethan and Maya. It's always a great time. Grab some headphones and maybe a snack. Now sit back and relax. There we go. That, that might actually work pretty well. Okay. That was not intentional. I'll figure out a way to work that in. But anywho... So hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of mm-hmm. Therapy with Ethan and Maya. Oh, Therapy mm-hmm. Sessions with Ethan and Maya. We keep doing, like, mm-hmm. I think ever since we made the theme song, which, by the way, I hope you guys like, but anyway, we keep saying, or at least I keep saying Therapy with Ethan and Maya. It's Therapy Sessions with Ethan and Maya. Right, because you're, like, booking a session every Sunday afternoon. There you go. Well, uh, Maya, why don't you introduce what we'll be talking about today? Yeah, so welcome back. As you already know, we're back to the podcast. Um, I've been on this tangent. And anyway, right now I'm not feeling too great. I feel fine, like healthy-wise. It's just been like a weird day. It's been a draining day. It's been so draining. (laughs) And honestly, like nothing has happened particularly. Mm -hmm. I mean, like obviously stuff is going on, but I'm just like drained after today. I don't know. So I made pasta and that made my problems go away. Ooh, what kind? It was okay. So I used this vegetable pasta and it was like caprese. So I, it was a chicken caprese veggie pasta. So Ooh, good. It sounds yeah, delicious. I really, I channeled my inner Gordon Ramsay and really like tackled it. Your inner yeah. Martha Stewart. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, actually, my inner pioneer woman, Reed Drummond, is a um, Your amazing. inner Paula Dean, slather all that in butter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. Today's topic is beauty standards and their impact on mental health, how they've changed the evolution. And especially as much as I despise about the year 2020, that really changed, I think, like the way that like beauty standards and mental health, everything has been viewed. So oh, that's no, today's topic. For sure. Especially yeah. like we also have to look at it from the standpoint that everybody kind of had the element of not being able to leave their house. Nobody was seeing anybody. And so I felt right. like, that really like it was a moment for reflection wall. yes it was yeah. very much and it took down like that wall of what we expected it's still somewhat up but it definitely lowered it and i did kind of want to start the this epi by saying we didn't run a poll this week just because i think that this episode could actually be a little bit longer because it's a lot of opinions and mm. I, I don't know i i think we didn't want to we also didn't really just feel like posting one so we hope that our little Q and A. If we if we could also just talk about like how our days went today. Like I know we said nothing really happened yeah. today, but why don't you go first? Um, woke up super late. I set my alarm early. Woke up super late though. I got out of bed at like seven fifteen, so that was interesting. Um, and then I was feeling pretty good. Like I took my vitamin C actually during Spanish class. I've been in the mood to be like a little bit more spontaneous, which is very <laughs> unlike me. And so I took my giant like horse pill of vitamin C. I take like two or three every day. Um, and I took it in front of the camera and I like, oh, I really channeled like my inner main character. It was great. So if you saw me taking my vitamin C pill during Spanish class, yeah, that was I mean, that. like, I know I didn't see it, but to preface this, everybody, I've only seen Maya do this once in person. These mm-hmm. pills are maybe like the size of like your fingernail to like, nah. the, to like right above the middle of your finger. These are huge pills and i don't know how she swallows she like she gets it oh, down why don't and she we one talk time... about why don't we talk about you not taking pills i think that's why you think it's so big oh oh yeah that's true so i'm probably actually yeah. exaggerating so it's always been yeah. like a control thing and it's just i love that this podcast is so centered around anxiety and all this kind of stuff because uh, it, with it it's a big control thing and so pills i've just never been able to do it i've never been able to take them there was one time where um, everything that any time that I've ever taken a pill, cause I've taken them before, but I've never voluntarily done it. It's always been mm. by accident. Like if I do it with water, I swallow the water and the pill stays in my mouth. Like it, it just, oh. it does not happen. I cannot allow, cause I always think I'm going to choke. I, it's never like a, I don't want to take medicine. Yeah. Like 
ever since I was a little kid, I've done liquid medicines. I've done like, even when yeah. I had strep throat, cause I'm a carrier for strep oh. and I haven't gotten it in a while, but I had it. I think you are too. It's a, I think awful... I've had it like two or three times. It's terrible. Once you get it a couple times, I don't know how often you get it after that, but I've gotten it like three times. It sucks. But there's this absolutely horrid medicine that they give you. It's bad. The pills are really big too. I had it last year, or I didn't actually have it. That was when I had Coxsackie, but they diagnosed it as strep. And they gave me, I know, they gave me these giant pills to take and it was not pleasant. Okay, we'll go into Coxsackie in it. We'll go into Coxsackie in a minute, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, the, the medicine for this was vile. It was disgusting. And yeah. I've, I've been able to take literally anything you gave me because me, like whenever my parents would say, if you don't take the medicine, we're just going to get you a pill. I learned mm. to appreciate any liquid form of medicine that existed. I never took Tylenol and ne- unless it was like a specific, like they had chewable tablets, which I, I can do chewable. Oh, I don't like those. I love, I don't mind yeah. chalky kind of things. I'll take it as long as I don't need to like swallow medicine. As long mm-hmm. as it's something that's liquid and I, it's supposed to be just like there's nothing solid going down my throat, then I'm fine by that. But back to this strep medicine, this was huge. Like I cannot explain how like disgusting it was. But yeah, I, I basically like stomached it. There was like the first time I got it, it was like this disgusting bubblegum stuff. They had them flavored. I oh my don't gosh, know why. I've had that one before. Did you? Do you plug your nose when you take the liquid medicine? Oh my god, absolutely. And I have like okay, I'm not a big sweets eater. Every now and then I'll have a little oh bit of gosh, chocolate, sweet. like dark chocolate. Like Maya and I are the same in that kind of oh, way. Oh no, like, I'm a big no, I'm a big sweets person. But I'm like oh my god, same having like something to eat after taking the medicine. Oh, I just meant more. Um, like chocolate, like dark chocolate. We're both fiends oh, yeah. for dark chocolate. Oh, but absolutely. I'm more of a, I'm like a 65 year old man in the sense that I only eat like old candies, like almond joy. Oh my god. Oh. I that I just love those. I love the old candies. I love. Um. I don't really know. I love the sweethearts that taste like nothing. Uh. Just all that kind of stuff. But I always had something small on the side to immediately shove into my mouth after having the medicine because. It's like that stuff left an aftertaste. I don't even think the taste was bad. I think the aftertaste was what really killed me. And the first time I ever took the medicine, it was that nasty, gunky, bubblegum-flavored stuff. And the mm-hmm. problem that I had with it was that it was thick and frothy. Now, that's <laughs> that was absolutely nasty because it actually felt like I was drinking bubblegum. But when it came to the other type of medicine, the second time I got strep and the second type of medicine they gave me was more liquidy. And it was more, it was like cherry-flavored. Now, do not get me wrong. This tasted, like, again, vile. But it was stomachable. Wow. Okay. We just went on a major tangent, I think. Um, so Maya was talking about how she woke up and basically took her pills in the middle took of Spanish. vitamin C. Yes. So I would continue yeah. before we keep talking about her disgusting medicine childhood trauma. I know. I just... You know, I didn't take pills for the longest time. It was terrible. There was one point where I tried crushing open ibuprofen and putting it in a cup of tea. <laughs> it just did not happen. Ibuprofen Wait, doesn't was I there good. for that? What? Was I there for no, that? No, you were not. Oh, my God. You were not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's... Maybe you were there in spirit. Maybe I was there in spirit. But, yeah. And now I just take them. Like, ibuprofen maybe once a month. Oh, and then I actually have a vitamin. funny story about ibuprofen. <laughs> no, it's my turn. I know it's anyway. your turn. I'll tell it after. I'll tell it after. I'm trying to Maybe count. Great. I take vitamin C in the morning, just like one, and then biotin also in the morning. And they're both the same size. Vitamin C is a coating that I don't really like, but I suck it up because we're in a panoramic. I mean, a pandemic. A panoramic. Anyway, um, An Apple photo, It's a TikTok thing. There you go. You're doing great. <laughs> anyway, and then... I take so much vitamin C. I cannot risk my immune system going down. Anyway, so then I went to classes and I looked at my hair in the mirror and it was really greasy. So I decided to take a shower during my open and that was it. That was basically my day. That was your day? I made pasta. And she made pasta. I made pasta. pasta. Yeah, so that was good. Okay. Was really good. Well, I'll explain my day, but first I want to explain this story. And then, so I'll explain my story because it has... It's it's related to like the medicine, and then Maya. I think you should explain the Kogsaki story. But first, mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do? I think we already have. Have we? Okay, let's like just quickly have... let quickly recap it. We'll do a recap right now. Yeah, right now. Okay, so me and Ethan were scheduled to do a duet for a 
performance at a senior center it was great and i think this was in october it was over my parents anniversary weekend actually and so they were gone they had traveled to florida and this was pre-corona so don't this worry. was like sophomore and, year. this was the beginning of sophomore yeah. year this was early yes this was october 2019 and my sister as soon as they landed Claudia is laying in bed with a fever and she ended up having strep throat. So it was not good. Mm -hmm. She was not Mm -hmm. in a good place. She got better though. She got much better. And then I went down soon thereafter. And so I had like a super sore throat and it felt like strep throat. And I went to the urgent care. They tested me for strep, which was obviously not a pleasant experience, but it was fine. And they like felt me like my throat. They were like, they said, I remember the doctor. She was, Oh, streppy. I was like, (laughs) okay. So they put me on this pills and they sent, I guess, like, the culture test takes, mm-hmm, like, five mm-hmm. days to get, like, full-on thing. Turns out it was negative. So we went to my doctor when my parents got back, and the doctor, like, looked in my mouth, and there were these, like, open sores all over my mouth, and mm. they actually came out onto, like, my mouth, like, my lips and my chin. It looked like I had really, really bad acne. It was yeah, not a good experience. I, I was sent so, pictures. Yeah, it's, it's rare. It's not that rare, but they had to put me on a different medicine i think and i had to stay out of school because i was contagious she was contagious (laughs) but long story short she left me to perform our duet on my own and she's lucky i learned the song but i was laughing i facetimed you at the urgent care but i was also laughing because this was a song that i was less excited to do than she was and she picked it and i was like okay yeah i'll do it and um i had a bad voice crack in the middle was not good but um, I'm actually, so I'm going to say a little, uh, like this episode is just the episode of tangents, but I'm going to say before I tell my story about uh, an issue with ibuprofen mm. and Tylenol, I legitimately, the, I think the, the, the testing for strep is worse than the medicine, to be quite honest. Absolutely. I literally, like at least with the liquid, I can get it down. That kind of stuff. I literally sat in a chair for an hour and this lady made no effort at touching the back of my throat. I literally, like, you stick even anything, like, past, like, my inner cheek, like, tiny, tiny bit. I'm, I, I'm, like, almost throwing up. Like, it's not even funny. And just, like, a bit of a trigger warning. I started crying. I started crying, and then my sister started crying because I was oh crying. God. I didn't, I don't cry. That's the thing. Like, I don't like crying in front of, like, doctors and stuff. I don't even cry at funerals, which I know is kind of, like, bad I, I like i cry on my own time i just don't cry in front of other people for some reason probably because i did it a lot when i was a kid mm-hmm. but i'm sitting in my doctor's office and it's the same thing with like needles i like looked away initially and i was like looking up and i was making sure i didn't see when they were coming and obviously but that one's harder yeah. because they're like in your peripheral so i saw so i just closed my eyes i i, I did like that and it was mm-hmm. kind of quick but at the same time the lady was like rolling her eyes because she's like, okay, kiddo, you're like 13. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah. Excuse no, me. No, I almost fainted when I got shot. It's, it's a mess. But anyway, let's so talk bad. about my day. So, um, so I woke up <laughs> at like 6.15. <clears throat> um, Maya knows my, she knows my ringtone now, like my fun ringtone and my mm-hmm. alarm in a lot of senses. But my alarm right now because my current alarm also wakes up my family and they don't enjoy it as much as I do because it's like screaming from Spencewa on TikTok where he's like, I, I, he goes, good morning, my beautiful little angel. I just thought I'd tell you to. And then he insert a bunch of curse words. I don't want to say them, but like you get the gist. There's a lot of stuff that this guy says that was so mm-hmm. funny. But at the same time, I don't know how to turn the alarm down to the point where my parents wouldn't hear it. So and, like, they don't care. Like, they don't care about curse words. But, again, I don't want to wake them up with, good morning, my beautiful little angel. Like, that's just not their type of humor. That's mine. So I changed it mm-hmm. to the the TikTok that goes, no matter what I do, all I think about is you. Like, we sing that all the time. And I that's now, like, it's a very beautiful way to stop my morning. And so I was in a kind of a good mood this morning, not going to lie. So I'm happy. I don't know what I had for breakfast. Could not tell you. Don't really care. Um, my dad just got back from Ohio with my brother. So I actually had to drive myself to school and, um, I basically, I was maybe a little late, but that was because of traffic. So I was like, or I wasn't even late cause I still showed up before the bell rang, but I thought seven twenty was late cause I'm so used to getting into school at seven. 
So mm. I'm sitting in, and keep in mind, Spanish is now three people, which is awful. But <gasps> that's terrible. See, now I want to go back to school. I the, I like don't being like the only person in my friend group that's like full, not full remote, and it sucks because mm. like I'm not saying that the people in our Spanish class aren't dope. Like I love talking with them and all that kind of stuff. But there's definitely a disconnect because we're all low-key yeah. from different, like, quote-unquote, different worlds. Not, like, sports-related, right. but just academically in some senses. And I'm not saying, like, I'm stupid. I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm not saying, like, any no, of that. No, it's like you're not in the same friend group, so. We're just not in the same friend groups, not in the same academic friend groups. It's just, like, there's a bunch of different stuff. But that was kind of my Spanish. We kind of just chilled there. I swear the universe was just tricking with me today. Uh, the random breakout group put we put me with Maya as my partner <laughs> for today, which was yeah. kind of fun. But at the same time, she was texting Watch me it. about a like boy trouble, and she it wasn't even trouble, but she was just texting me tea. And I'm like, girl, I have my AirPods in. You can literally just talk, and I'll text you my response. She continues to text me, <laughs> and I reiterate, you can I just you- say it. I thought you wanted me to just text you. I don't know. I was confused. She was confused by my direct saying, just say it out loud. But yeah. anywho, then we corrected it. I think, like, I definitely do not like Spanish, but the Spanish teacher definitely likes me. And it's because I'm one of the kids that try. You're one of the kids that try. Anybody that tries, they, or she loves. I like and I'm not going to say I don't like the teacher. I just think Spanish is sometimes hard for me. It's like, especially first thing in the morning. I think if it was later mm-hmm. in the day. Because mm-hmm. every time I've had Spanish, it was either the very first yeah. thing in the morning or the very or last the second. thing. Mine we was had the last. Block. Oh, no, no freshman we did year have we had it block. together. Freshman year. Yeah, yeah. And I was then thinking last at the year it was the first block. But point being, it was so early in the morning, and I wasn't even awake, and I had to listen to almost all of them say. Okay, so in the next couple of clips, you're gonna hear me like imitate the Spanish teacher that I had. She was basically like um, she taught both Spanish and French, and she was like natively from France, I think. I I don't remember her origins, but she had this very thick accent and just me, Maya, and the rest of our class just found it hilarious. She was a very nice teacher, but she did this a lot. So I hope that you can, I didn't do it diligence, but I hope you enjoy my recreation of it. Ethan, why you know use Espanol? And then another kid would talk in Spanish. And after I just spoke in English and I actually asked a question, they would say, uh, el sol es amarillo. And the teacher would be like, um, you are so smart. I love you, my native Spanish speaker. And like, I don't know. The first one hated me. Second one loved me. Third one loved me. I like, I guess I'm good with Spanish teachers. Who knows? But then. Well, 66% of the time, yeah. 66% of the time. 66.666. Now, mm-hmm. physics was kind of a drab because of the sub. Yeah. Angel was not there today. And oh my God, we love her so much. And it was so oh. sad because that's just like such a fun little class to have after Spanish because it's not difficult mm-hmm. for me specifically. I don't think it's difficult for Maya too. But she's just such a nice lady in general even if it's tough tough, like she's so sweet she like she gets it she's like if you guys need to take a day and just like turn an assignment late i care more about you getting out and like taking a break for yourself than getting the assignment in when i'm not even gonna look at the assignment the minute that it's due you turn it in yeah and she literally i kid you not she gives us brain breaks she gives us brain breaks like even if it's five minutes do you know how helpful that is? If I have to use the bathroom, yeah. I can just go. I don't have to say anything. If I need to get water, I can just go. I don't have to ask. I don't have to miss any of the content from the course because it's kind of hard if you leave in the middle of the class and then you just come yeah. back. But at the same time, it's like, I don't mind doing it because I just love being in her class so much. But anyway, we kind of just had busy work today. That's kind of what I expected because it's MLK day. Love that dude. We have uh, a four day weekend. And because it's his day, we don't have any homework. And so uh, she didn't assign anything. She probably wouldn't have even assigned anything if it was a four-day weekend. She would have been like, no, 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 it's a four-day weekend. Come on, come on, enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to give you anything. Which I think is a pretty accurate description of actually what she would have said. But, mm. and then I had econ. And we talked about this. So I'm going to mention this. I'm going to put the rumor to rest. I'm not a witch. I'm surprised that I even have to say that. But some of the kids in my econ class, they don't genuinely do think I am. 
that's just like like one of the kids we call keyboard because the, he has like this keyboard behind him in his Zoom or in his Google Meet call, but he never plays it, and we always joke about it with him. I said one thing. I don't even know the context. I said one thing about a wicker doll, and my teacher like goes cuckoo banana crazy, and he's like, "What? Excuse me, wicker doll." And I said, yeah, like, you know, the stuff that witches use. And he's like, what's a wicker doll? And I go, well, it's like kind of like a voodoo doll, but, you know, you put spells on it instead of needles. And he was like, burn at the stake. And I like everybody in my class makes that joke now. And then I brought up like, oh, what else did I bring up? I just brought up the keyboard thing, just some economic jokes, you know, like I'm not going to use them here because they're pretty bad. But (laughs) you get the gist. And that's always a fun class. And then I drove home. And then, yeah, I pretty much did a couple workouts. I went to run. I did a fun little workout. And now um, we're actually recording our pod. So I think we should actually get into the topic of today's episode because we have been talking for a while already. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Like, I actually like it when the openings are more natural rather than scripted. But at the same time, they're not. They're not. Or scripted is a bad word. More than, like meticulously scheduled i like when we can go on tangents i don't know about you mm. yeah <laughs> all right well what start so so you start the topic of discussion so body image um okay i am going what is to it? give Who it, has it a bit of a hot take which has Ooh, been requested okay. <laughs> here we go so okay. um body image i have always been a string bean i still am a string bean um people she call is. me a string bean because i just i guess i give off the aura of like a string bean anyway um it wasn't until tiktok came around and mm-hmm. all sorts of like body positive people on tiktok came around that were like your body is beautiful your little mm-hmm. stomach covers your uterus you are perfect <laughs> just the way you are. Like, mm-hmm. that's when I actually became conscious. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, I think usually it's like, oh my God, yes, rah, rah. And for mm-hmm. me, it was just like, girl, thank you. I don't know. I was like, I'm not a huge fan of that. Actually, I'm going to kind of agree with you on that. And I'm going to oh say God, why. <laughs> I love the fact that people are starting to do more, girl, you are beautiful no matter what you are because you right. are. But at the same time, I don't think that it's healthy to be getting your validation from an app of people that you don't know. And I'm not saying like, Plus there's this one girl. You. It should be you, you know? that that's coming from. But I get it. It's not easy in today's day and age to mm-hmm. always love the way you look. And it's definitely something like that. But I also feel like sometimes the people, because we know that people can do that kind of stuff for clout, like the fake feminists. Like I see a couple of those mm-hmm. um, where they're just like, uh, girl, your body is a temple. You are amazing. Like, and it's always a dude. It's not a woman. And they, it, it's like them, their way of trying to appeal to women to get them to like them more. And again, you do you. I would never do that. With I would be genuinely talking to someone. I wouldn't say it, especially even if I was saying that genuinely. I wouldn't say it in that tone of voice because it just doesn't sound real. Mm. But something that I've noticed. I've actually, like, I haven't felt worse about myself. And that's why I'm very selective with what I watch on TikTok and what I see on Instagram. It's very hard to, like, whenever you see someone, like, I don't know specifically what it is for girls, so I'll let you elaborate on this. But for me specifically, like, if I ever see a dude with, like, literally, like, abs down to, like, his middle thigh, (laughs) like, of course I'm going to feel self-conscious. Am I a string bean? I think I'm more of a string bean than Maya. (laughs) Yeah, like I, I don't know even how to explain it, but like, it, it just makes me self conscious. I, I do have a very flat stomach. I do have a nice build, but at the same time, it's also like that's kind of like what I aspire. I don't aspire that much to that extreme, you know. But just more like definition or anything like that. But having that kind of stuff on that app, I'm, that's why I'm like they, they have the little don't show me this type of content. Even if it's actual content that I want to see, like singing, like joking, like any kind of that, like even cooking, even that kind of stuff, that makes me still feel bad about myself sometimes. <laughs> so I have to be very selective with it. And I think that part of that is just because of how popular TikTok has become. And so people are just becoming more and more confident. And I'm not saying like you do 
whatever you want. You can do whatever you want on the internet. That's the beauty of the internet. Just know, like, sometimes, and I'll still support, like, there's some, there's some of my favorite content creators do that kind of stuff. But for those videos of theirs specifically, I just don't watch them. Mm, yeah. I mean, especially after the year that we had, I never really, like, focused on working out. And I'm not, like, I don't work out to lose weight. That's just not what I aspire to do. I'm working out because I'm not like overweight or anything. I just, and I don't, I'm like totally fine in my own skin. I'm working out to Mm -hmm. like get healthier, build endurance, you know, build the muscle. And um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's just a standard and it really only occurred to me when I got on TikTok and I love TikTok for so many reasons, but that's one of the reasons, one of the big downfalls for me. And like you do, you, you create what you want to create, but for me, that was, like, one thing mm-hmm. that, like, made me, I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, overly conscious, but it was, like, I don't want to, like, like, I didn't need you to tell me that my body is okay. I don't know. And that, like, like I, yeah, like, you don't it's need like to, you giving like, me insinuating a that there was something. Right. Like, you not giving me, like, you telling me, posting that your body, like, that my body is great when I didn't have any questions about it was, like, oh, well, should I have mm-hmm. had questions about it? And I'm like really comfortable yeah. in my own skin, thankfully. But I'm like, am I the only one that feels this way? <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. Because it's again, it's all very subliminal, and it's not intended to be. And again, right. like, I want to focus more. Like, I, I definitely want to talk about the guys aspect of it. But I think part of the problem, especially that I've seen in quarantine, not even in quarantine. This has been fairly recent, and. I don't care what you enjoy watching. This is what I enjoy watching. So don't hate on me for it. America's Next Top Model is a very interesting show. Let me tell you why. Mm. Never have I seen such support of natural beauty and such tearing down of natural beauty. It's insane. And what I mean by that is like, I have only seen the first season. And I think everybody, like, even if you've never seen this show, you can already tell. Like, I think just with the world, the modeling industry in itself for so long has been dominated by very thin, white, tall women. And it's an unnatural standard of beauty that people look up to. And I'm not saying, like, that's that's not beautiful. I'm just saying it's an unnatural. It's not unnatural. It's a, un, sometimes unachievable for some people just because in some cases it might not even be healthy, you know? Mm. And so... I was watching one episode specifically and I literally heard Miss Tyra Banks look at this girl and go uh, like, cause they weigh them at the beginning of the show. But like the only reason is for like training cause they don't do it to lose weight. Like me and you, like me and you don't do it to lose weight. They don't, they didn't do it to lose weight. It was all about cardio and like building muscle, but like toning because mm-hmm. apparently in modeling you want to be, you, you want to be toned, but you don't want to be super toned to the point where you look like you have actual muscles. But at the same time, there was this one girl, and she either weighed 125 or 130. And I literally heard Miss Tyra say to her at her photo evaluation, you know, like, I think big is beautiful. You would make a great plus size model. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's how messed up this industry is Mm. to the point where 125 or 130 is literally plus size. And don't even get me started. I weigh 125. Exactly. I weigh 130 and you wouldn't even expect it. And simply just because we don't say it enough in this episode again, um, I brought this up because I thought it was incredibly problematic, especially because of the fact that they were already like weighing them for a competition about modeling, which I just personally thought was kind of whack because I'm like, why does it matter? Like the whole point is like the attitude that you give, how you like embody the clothes it doesn't matter what body they're on that was kind of the view i was going for and the fact that they were already like giving them somewhat of body issues and then tyra banks looks at this girl who was pretty thin by the way i think that she weighed 125 or 130 because of how tall she was but it was just so baffling to me that they only really saw them as numbers and again like Anything above 130 or below 130, you're beautiful no matter what size you are. But I just thought it was very problematic, and that's why I really wanted to bring this situation up. And, like, don't even get me started on plus-size models in today's industry, because I feel like it's the same thing with diversity. Some companies do it because that's truly what they believe in. 
But at the same time, some companies do it as a way to like act woke or seem like they're something that they're not. And you want me to tell you something that I'm like, I have not even seen it done before besides maybe at ASOS, but ASOS hasn't even done it extremely yet. But the fact that they're even doing it a little bit is still amazing. Mm. They are literally, I have never once seen before today, a plus sized male model in almost anything. And the fact that even ASOS is doing that, like, I understand for, I, I guess just in general, women might have more bodily troubles just because of how, like, I feel like it's much more daunting in today's society because they're criticized so much more than men. Just like, I'm a dude and I can even say like, yeah, they get too much crap. And the fact is like, even having plus size women model, like we are, we're seeing more major brands start to do that. But the fact is they should already be doing that. They shouldn't be having like angry customers or angry, just regular people saying like, Hey, this is wrong. You're promoting this kind of level. Like you're making thin or like this kind of look thin, white, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, look at Victoria's Secret for a second. Like, you remember when they did all those, like, fashion Mm -hmm. shows before COVID? And, like, their main, like, target model was uh, not necessarily, like, bone thin. Like, we're not talking about an unhealthy level. Because I feel like the, the modeling industry has kind of evolved in that kind of sense, where it's no longer, like, you don't need to be so much of a toothpick that it's so unhealthy for you. But at the same time, they're still doing comments like, oh, you weigh 130, you're a beautiful plus size. Like, that's just not, and that's that not something you want to promote. And that has a really big effect, I think. For sure. Like, I don't know. I carry myself in a way that I try to not let what people say, like, affect me. But at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. everybody's affected differently. So you, you, everybody has to be very careful with the words that they choose because you never know what something's going, what someone's going through. And we've been through this before on the show. And I like literally did a TED talk about it in seventh grade, but you never know what someone's going through. So you need to choose your words very carefully. And I know people are so comfortable behind a keyboard. It's disgusting. I have attacked so many people on TikTok for being rude. And mm-hmm. the audacity to, to say that out loud, like in front of people, I know it may have been edited or whatever, but still like just the thought of that, like, mm-hmm, no, no, thank you. Because people also, like, look at bullying again. People project what they don't like onto other people. But I think that the fact that bullying stemming from, like, someone feeling inadequate themselves is still wrong because the society we live in, it's not so, like, white picket fence. Like, we, as, as, like, we live in America. Like, we can say that. Like, we're speaking English, we live... Or, like, not that America is the only place where English is spoken, but it's primarily... Like, we can say that because it's nothing specified. But America truly has always been, like, an awful place for body image, I would say. I really don't think it's been... Like, in other cultures, and that's another thing, like, cultural differences based on what the quote-unquote standard of beauty is. And, like, the fact of the matter is, I, I, like, even look at... I don't want to start comparing because I don't fully know every culture's like quote unquote beauty, but look in like the past for like Greece. Like we learned that a while ago. Remember with, Mm -hmm. we did like one episode or like we did, we watched one episode of something where he showed us what male beauty looked like Mm -hmm. in all these different areas, what female beauty looked like in all these different areas. And then he compared it to like 1900s and beyond in America. And let me, let me just explain a little bit of what I saw. The more, like, it progressed, I would say in both, the thinner it got, which, again, is awful. But in the beginning of Greece, like, big and, like, not basic, not, like, I I don't, again, I'm trying to say this very, like, delicately, more uh, on the plus size was considered actually, like, the most beautiful you could have been. And then... Like, even I remember Aphrodite, and one of the the things that I actually love the most, and more people are starting to do it, is they actually depict her as African-American rather than white. And I feel like a lot of things that represent beauty have actually been whitewashed. And I think that's awful. But in the same way, like, 
we truly have to start understanding, like, not everybody in the world, no matter what time, no matter what history, was white, you know? And, like, even look, and I'm not, I'm not going to get religious, but even look at Jesus. Like, he was a Middle yeah. Eastern man who, like, there is yeah. no way, there's no possible way that him and all of his disciples <laughs> I know. were white. That's just not something that's logically, like, he might have had lighter <laughs> skin, but... In general, he was most likely more tanned and more of like from that region. And I, I just think it's so like amazing that in the past this was something that was praised and this was something that was cherished. And something amazing that I saw was this woman who on TikTok, she was talking on this talk show and she goes, you know what? I, right now, I'm not a white woman. And she was clearly a white woman, but she let me elaborate. She goes... I'm not a white woman because race is a social construct right now, not right here, right now. We have all come from black men and women. And even on America, before anybody, almost anybody in the world was born, there were Native Americans and there were indigenous peoples on this land who were African-Americans, some may, who, who may have been white, and just a, a broad array of shades, okay? So, like, as we progressed through time, like skin shades between different generations could have gotten lighter and lighter. But we all stem from the same race. And the whole thing is you don't see like the white race. You don't see the African-American black, the lighter skinned race. You see the human mm. race. And that's what I like. And it's even in the sense, like we refer to human, like we refer to the human race so much as mankind. And that's more gender based. And I don't understand. It's like the same thing with like menopause or like all this kind of stuff that men have nothing to do with. And I, I like, I like um, to think that I'm a feminist and I just think that half of this. Yeah. Stuff is but I mean, one thing that I'll just say, cause I obviously stand for all human rights. That's not really a question, but a lot of things that I have to stay away from is mainstream media. And I'm not disagreeing with anything that you say you're spitting out facts. Um, one thing that I have found very effective is performing my own research, which is not the most convenient, but all mainstream media is just really, really bad at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. Just the evolution. It's the way society mm -hmm. is working right now. And the whole menopause with men, I'm pretty sure, don't take my word for it. I'm not researching it right now. But I think MENA is an abbreviation yeah. in like health. <laughs> like biologically i don't care it shouldn't have men in it because men have but nothing it's to do not with about that. men that's that's okay. sarcasm i know i know i know i just think i just find it funnier like menstruation you know it's just men it's the same thing like when uh, in the past like i say this to maya when we talk about like how not even sexuality but just like when people used to make fun of me for that i would say you know there's a difference between straight people and heterosexual people and then I feel like there's also like a difference between men and males. Does that make sense? Honestly, not particularly. Like, I feel like we all know, I feel like we all know men. Like, it's harder to find like anything but that. And again, it's all based on systems. It's all based on this kind of stuff. And that's again, something that like even tying it back to uh, beauty standards and all this kind of stuff. Uh, let's even look at like makeup campaigns and all this kind um, of stuff. Remember how many I went to intertrude what? first. Oh, I she... did a quick Google search and the prefix men as in menopause, menstruation comes from the uh -huh. Greek word menses, which is the word that means month, like as in mm. you get it every month. Oh, so it doesn't have anything to do clever. with the word men. It's about a month, which I think is kind of clever. Not going to lie. I think it's the Greek people were very clever. And I'm laughing that everything in our world kind of stems back to them because I just think they're so mm. much fun. But another thing that I find problematic. Remember how many scandals people used to get in because of not just blackface, but even looking more at like, um, let's think Tommy's tanning. Like, you know, like all this kind of stuff that like glamorizes white people trying to darken their skin. 
Oh my God. And it's the same thing. Like this is similar, but it's definitely not in the same realm. Like back, like not necessarily recent, but definitely when people come out with makeup lines and like, they probably have every white shade of crayon in the box. And then there's like one shade of like a darker tone. And I, I just think it's so awful that people like black women or indigenous women or any kind of thing, they're used as a, like as a way to show diversity and show this is a brand that actually like cares about all types of beauty, not necessarily Americanized versions of beauty. And just the fact is like the, the when I see an actual company that's like a, a like a black owned company or like an indigenous owned company or Asian American owned company, anything like that, it, it just makes me so much happier knowing that a lot of the time, and I'm not saying that every single company that's owned by someone of that's a minority always has kind of like this major sense of diversity, but I'd like to think for the most part, a lot of them do. And so it's just awful that in today's day and age, people like Sephora and like Morphe and, and all these kinds of things, like, again, we're progressively getting better. That's just what's coming with society. And that's what's coming with especially Gen Z harping on everybody saying, hey, this isn't right. Like, everybody is beautiful in their own way. We're all the same. You can't necessarily say that one skin color is more beautiful or more marketable or more human than another. And I don't know. That's my two cents. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that are objective facts and there are other things that, I don't know, I don't want to talk politics right now. I'm so, like, over it at the moment. And I know I just said I don't want to talk politics, but mm-hmm. I just got a breaking news. We're probably about to say Well, something. okay, so I just got breaking news from the insider, and it says, breaking, Trump becomes the first president to be impeached twice as House charges him with inciting insurrection and over his role in catalyzing a violent riot at the U.S. Capitol, which resulted in five deaths. And so he has been impeached for the second time, which, in case you're wondering what that means, is that he loses his lifetime Secret Service, like, agents. Because I guess, like, once you're president, you get Secret Service for life. And he lost that. And Mm -hmm. $200,000 of something. I don't know. Uh, I forgot the rest. I mean, like, I think we can both say... Like, we're not going to spill on what our political views are. But I think we can both agree. And, like, even our history mm-hmm. teacher said this when we talked about it. We can all agree what happened There's no question. Was wrong. There's, there's so much to unpack with that. with that. And honestly, maybe for a future episode, once I've done some research. Yeah, once that I've could gotten. That could literally, literally be once a I've, whole episode. Once I've gotten some research and some notes written down, I'd be happy to talk about it. But there's so much wrong in that entire thing within, like, I mean when I say it comes full circle and I, I don't mean that in a good way, but it literally circles mm-hmm. every single thing yeah. that literally since like, I don't, I can't even get started with it because with these kinds of things, I have to approach it from such an analytical and evidence based point of view, because I can't bring my emotions into it mm-hmm. without literally burning into flames. And so, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's very sad. Yeah. Which is something I do very yeah. easily. And I have had uh, to teach myself you to know. stop and get off of the CNN and the Fox yeah. News and the NBC and whatever else and just <laughs> do my own thing. Just take a breather. But kind of something to round off the episode. You want to know what that just reminded me of for some really weird reason? What? Appropriation. And what I mean, like, look at traditional Chinese gowns. Look at indigenous braids. Look at all this long list of stuff that was beautiful and amazing representation that was rich in a specific culture that Americans have turned into a trend and turned have turned into something cute. And I am beyond livid with the situation, like seeing people on TikTok dancing in these like traditional Chinese gowns that are like, they, they literally look like edited. I don't even know what other way to say it. I, I, and I, I live in America and I can't continually, like, I, I think that when you critique your country a lot, like, I obviously like living here, but I critique where I live a lot because we do have a lot of problems. We have a lot of amazing things here, 
But you also have to make sure that you take that kind of with a grain of salt. And coming from like just how I was raised, like I just genuinely think that the fact that we're taking something that was like something that was almost untouchable to us that shouldn't have been touched by us. We are basically taking someone's culture, someone's like set style of beauty in their culture, like represented as beautiful. And we're turning it into something that's so against that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't, honestly, I haven't seen those kinds of trends and I don't really have much to say on that, but no, I definitely think mm-hmm. there's a degree. There's a line between appreciation and things for clout. And it's difficult to find that line because it's honestly different for a lot of people. And there's no way to make a widespread statement, in my opinion. I haven't, again, done much research mm-hmm. or anything on it, but there's just so much yeah. that has to be, I don't even know. It's just sad. And I think that's like, it is so sad. Much is I sad. think that part of the problem, or like part of so much is sad. Part of the good thing is though, Half the time, people don't realize that they're appropriating. And again, that's not justifying what they're doing. But when someone of indigenous birth or of just anything, that, 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 like people who are native Chinese, stuff like that, the fact that when they can correct it and they can say, hey, um, this, is, this is wrong. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of like in the same way when if someone, like I have a friend who is non-binary, I'm not going to say their name, but... If someone, even our Spanish teacher does this often, but again, she doesn't know. Like when someone misgenders them or uses the wrong pronoun, I, I'm like inclined to correct them for them on their behalf because it's something that is who they are. And I kind of feel that in the same way with clothing. I mean, for huh? me, I totally am in support of that. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's tough to decide or to like speak on where I stand with that because it's not like a it's not an unpopular opinion at all like if you want to be who you be you you do you as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else I don't care and I think that if you're expecting I like to say and I'm not somebody that has been misgendered and I identify with she her pronouns but I feel like there's like a level and you're saying like wanting to correct the teacher or whatever I don't know, like, I have trouble mm-hmm. distinguishing, like, where that line is. Like, is that something that the person should do for themselves? Because I know it's different for every other person, you know? That's, like, mm-hmm. what's, like, it's so new. I think it also it's varies. It's so like, new to me. I think, you know? Yeah. And I think it's because partially, I don't think you're very close with a lot of people who are non-binary. You're just any, like, even trans in the, that kind of sense. And I'm not trying to, like, mm-hmm. crap on you. But what I'm saying is, like, I think when, because I've known this person, they're, they've been one of like my closest friends. I know who so you're long. talking about. So I love them. Personally, they're great. You know who I'm talking about, but like we, we love them. But when it comes to me personally, I feel so strongly yeah. about this kind of issue because I've done like this, this was like a project that I did. It was more on mm-hmm. trans rights, but it's the same kind of with issues with pronouns. But when it comes to this person specifically, especially because of how they have voiced, hey, when some, like, you know, it's just, like, someone misgendering you, dude. It's just, like, it's not. It makes, like, your heart wrench. And I was, like, dude, I'm I'm beyond sorry that this is happening right now. And it's because, like, I know that there's nothing I can really do about it because the teacher doesn't know. And I don't think that they were wanting to tell everybody, like, kind of making it, like, they'd like students to know, like, if someone misgenders them, mm-hmm. they'll correct them. But if a teacher does it, I think they think it's a little harder in the sense And that's why I would never actually like go up to a teacher without their permission and say, hey, um, they actually use they, them pronouns. But at the same time, I was like texting them in the middle of Spanish. And I was like, hey, um, I feel like awful right now. And I hope you know that if like, if if I could, I would love to correct her, but I'm just not going to do that because Mm -hmm. it's not my place. And they were just like, no, no, no. Like, I implore you for like saying that. It's just like, I, I like I, I don't want to speak for them, but it kind of just ended there. They didn't really say anything. They were just like, I, I appreciate it. Like that's that's great. And I do think it's just like, or I don't even know kind of where we went with this. I, I we went yeah, on such a tangent. tangent. And again, it's great. 
it's great that we're talking about this kind of stuff because it's also relevant, like pronouns and all that kind of stuff aren't being respected. Like there's just a lot of stuff in today's day and age that's still kind of seen as more like because of how it's not necessarily new, but again, it's like quarantine really helped a lot of people get through their, like discover who they truly are as a person. And I think that having that kind of experience made everything seem so new. Like it's not new, but it made everything seem so new. And that's why it's a little hard for a lot of people. Yeah. I think it brought a lot of, and that's why it's a good thing. I think it brought a lot of, you know, new things to light that may have not been new, but brought it like Mm -hmm. out there. I don't know. And I like, Mm -hmm. I don't know like what my responsibility is and I'm going to be completely transparent about this. Like I have no problem with you like being who you are. I'm not going to stand in the way, like whatever you do you. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's tough because like you said, like, I know it's not my place, but you still get angry about these kinds of things. And that's like, like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's tough because the line is different for everybody else. Like if I was a non-binary person and somebody misgendered me, like, you know, me as this person may be like, okay, it's like, it's not a big deal, but another non-binary person will be like, okay, like super upset about it. And I mean, it's like different for every single Mm. person I have to believe. I mean, I'm not a part of that like group, but I'm, you know, I have, I think that is, (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but it's just, it's, it's different. And at the it's same fresh. time, like it's, it's in need of attention and acceptance and mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, people being like against that, like wishing ill upon people that are doing what they want to do or who they feel they are. Yeah. Or being who they I are. Just, whether or not, like, even like I'm, like I said, I'm not against it in any way, shape or form, but to the people that are, I just don't understand why. And I'd love to speak with people yeah, on the why, because I think there's a lot of broad statements mm-hmm. that are made and a, a lot of widespread, like throw it over everything, but it's, that's not how it is. That's just mm-hmm. not objectively. That's just not how it works. And so I think there just has to be a lot yeah. of, it's all, it's, I, I keep saying it's new. It's not that new, but it's new to some people. And it may be new to people as of today. It may be new to people as of five years ago. I think it's just something that we have to devote some time to. And that doesn't mean that you have to devote five hours a day into educating yourself on everything because everything is always changing, but it's important to, you know, Mm -hmm. accommodate. It doesn't mean that you have to devote your life to it, but do your best. If you make a mistake, it's okay, but do your best. Yeah. And I will say like, I'll say two things and then we'll kind of round off the episode. So number one, I, I do think that, yeah, make them, if you make a mistake, the worst thing that some people can do is like they make it about them, but it's not about them. It's about the person that you just offended. So typically, like, I'll say this right now because I've done it before. It was like back when the person that I'm friends with just kind of developed that. Basically, I like said the wrong pronoun. And what you, you what you're supposed to do is you just say, Oh, I'm sorry. It, when someone corrects you, again, don't make it about you. Just say, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, and then restart the sentence yeah. using the correct pronoun. Like, oh, I'm sorry. They went to the store or they did this. But that's, that's just one thing. And I'm also going to kind of plug our school's thing. But this isn't – I think there's one in every single school in America. The GSA. Now, again, I've always been a big ally. We talk about that just ever since I was a little kid. I was a woke five-year-old, but (laughs) I joined the GSA this year. And I do think like it was, I I was late to doing it. Mm. And I think I should have joined it earlier. But when you are a straight person and you join a club of all different types of people, non-binary, gender, queer, lesbian, gay, like it truly, even if you are an ally, it's still... It, it opens so many doors for you. And again, if like, if you are someone who is like wanting to get better at practicing with using other people's pronouns, so that way you don't accidentally misgender people or stuff like that. There's a bunch of great resources that might not be non-binary in there, but again, they're part of that community. So they obviously right. know more about it than you do. So it's like, you can get that kind of knowledge from them. And I would just like, I would plug it. And I definitely think like a big stigmatization is that if you're straight, you shouldn't really join it because it's not for you. It's literally the gay straight alliance. I am the only straight person in that club. Do I care? Does anybody make it like weird? No, 
It's a, we just have normal conversations. We talk for about an hour. Sometimes it's related to people feeling inadequate. Most of the time, mm. it's just having fun and talking. But the, the whole point is it's like, don't let something as simple as that deter you from either getting great friends out of the experience, getting great friends and getting practice with using the correct pronouns so you don't mess up and all that kind of stuff. And I do love that we kind of stemmed off into this out of beauty because really anything is like beautiful. Like I, I, I don't think that we should have the right to say what is and what isn't beautiful because everything, there's beauty in everything in any sexuality in any skin color in any gender in any, anything that you are, should be celebrated and should be seen as beautiful. And I think that's an amazing thing to end the episode it doesn't, on. Yeah. And you should know that for yourself. And I'm not saying you should know that right now because people struggle with it. I've struggled with it. But do your affirmations. Yep. I do them. <laughs> Fearless thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember, like, oh. the buckets. Like, the, don't be a bucket dipper. Yeah. Be a bucket like, maybe filler. Maybe do that. Just maybe not in that terminology. Let Hold me explain. <laughs> so... Be genuine. Like what I the bucket everybody filler the bucket dipper is. We used to have I think everybody went through this. I never actually oh, got my bucket filled, which was kind of depressing, and every other kid did, but what of these? Yeah, I was um bullied. But <laughs> what happens is with bucket dipping, it's like when people compliment you and make you feel good, that's when they fill your bucket. And when they hurt you and they make you feel bad about who you are or about about bad about yourself they tip your bucket. And once you have a full bucket, they like preached sharing some of the the stuff that you have with you to other people. So like, you're not fully overflowing and not getting told, oh, you're absolutely amazing. And you should believe you're absolutely amazing. But like, you want to disperse the wealth so that everybody can feel good. And I do love that mantra. I do think it's like, you should just be a bucket filler and not a bucket tipper. I agree. It's just, it's pretty Alrighty. basic. Don't, well, like, have you ever heard of the golden rule? I know. It's basic. It's basic stuff. Do unto others yes. before they do unto you. If you don't get it, it's okay. <laughs> that's not the golden rule. That's, that's the song that we actually, like, we're singing a song called Yase Bardwell. Uh, oh, yeah. I totally, I was, it is, but I, I think like, it's Issei Bardwell. Looked, we're, we're bad. I was, like, it's looking at her like, picture, or, like, the name in my brain, and I just, okay, anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. she's just very she's a beautiful woman she's an amazing singer and she came up with that song and it's a nice message but it's also mm-hmm. the true golden rule is be to others what you want them to be to you and be yeah. treat others how you want to i be mean treated. you can do it you know <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening so much this this episode this talk was really honestly what i needed to get myself out of the funk so yeah, and I I needed this today. Right, too. and I was, was honestly like, I w- I don't want to say I wasn't like looking forward to it because I always look forward to recording, but I was just like really having kind of a down day. So mm. I'm like I'm happy that I feel better. No, no, no. Like Maya definitely did text me at the beginning of this, <laughs> and, and she was like, it. "Hey, can we like record tomorrow? I'm like really busy today." And I was like, "Oh, I would love to, but these yeah. take so no, long to that. edit, and I didn't like I did not want to push it. So if she if she honestly said after that, like, yeah, but I, I just have like a headache. I'm like, I'm super busy. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, no, 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 I got gotcha. you. But actually, our club meeting that we had yeah. just got canceled. Okay, get be- this. Like, I'm not. I was happy supposed about to be it, in two club like- meetings at the same time. I had like a plan too, but the one of them got canceled, and because like one of them is a mm-hmm. mandatory meeting, the other one I'm on so the board of, so like I couldn't not attend both. So anyway, <laughs> no, she couldn't miss either of them, but. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We hope you got something out of this episode. And we really hope that yeah. you kind of sat up in your seat after Yay. one of us said something and, and you went, yes. If any of you, you guys, well, I'm going to so, do another plug here. Yeah. If any of you guys want to follow the Instead, you don't already, definitely do that. And if you're looking to be a guest episode, please DM us on Instagram. We'll have you fill out our guest survey. Um, we're going to be doing more guest episodes because I don't know about mm-hmm. Ethan, but I think ours was super fun. And Soon. we're going to be, yeah. It was. We're gonna be. Oh my god! I know. So much we're gonna be hopefully talking about more. I don't want to say like hot topics, but just like things that have a variety of opinions, and we want to provide. I don't know. We'd uh-huh. like as much feedback and as many people as possible. 
Yeah. And I think next week, like, maybe might even be a guest one. We might even do, like, a. we might take a break just depending on how we feel. Because, again, we don't know how it's going to be, especially because tomorrow we only have, like, a four-day week. So we're just going to see how things go. The next one might be a guest episode, logically, but it also might not. So don't get yourself. (laughs) But we'll let you know on the story. We'll definitely say, like, up. we won't definitely say upcoming guest, but we'll say, oh, where's some great questions to ask Ask our guest? Like, stuff like that. Ask us questions and like yeah. just interact with Thank us. Thank you. But anyway, longest episode. Okay, we're gonna. Why don't okay. we do a? Why don't we do a buy on three? I have to this was our longest episode. Okay, ready? Three, two, bye. one, two, three. Bye. That was obnoxious. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. See ya. That was so obnoxious. Bye.